Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You are now tuned in to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by TogetherWeAscend.com. My name is Brian Henry, and I will be your host for today. For those of you that might be now tuning into the show for maybe the first time even, I want to welcome you. And for my reoccurring listeners to the tribe, welcome back to another episode. If you haven't checked out the last couple of episodes, it might be news to you that this podcast has started to stream live. So just a few episodes ago, I started to stream these conversations and these interviews that I've been having live in the Ascenders Facebook community. So if you ever want to jump in with the, uh, with the podcast, with the interview, while it's happening, get in on the conversation. I do get you guys involved a little bit here. Um, you can find us over at togetherwithascend.com forward slash community. Again, that will redirect you to the Ascenders Facebook community. The streams aren't the only thing happening there. So I do recommend that you check us out, whether or not it's for the, the live streams or not. The, uh, the tribe there, the community, it's going to be an amazingly loving and uplifting place. So we would love to have you join us there. Again, you can find us at togetherwithascend.com forward slash community. Anyways, let's uh, let's jump into today's episode, and a great one it is. You know, this conversation kind of surprised me. My um, guess she's she's doing some great stuff. I'm a big fan of her message and the the work that she's doing. She's an amazing wellness coach, and she takes on that holistic approach that I'm sure most of not most of if not all of us believe in. One that addresses mind, body, spirit. Um, you know, because I think, again, we've all kind of recognized that it's important that we, we look towards and address all of these factors because they all come together to affect our state of well-being. And that's exactly what she's doing. She's on a mission to get people living in a supreme state, which we will find out what that means very shortly. Um, but again, the, uh, the direction and the flow that this, this conversation went in, um, it kind of, it definitely surprised me. It, uh, some, some interesting stuff came up that I didn't really expect would. Again, it all comes back to wellness and living that supreme state. So I'm, I'm glad that we, we got into some of the deeper stuff that we did in this episode. So, you know, I want to get into the episode for you guys. Here it is. This is my interview and conversation with Jess Williams. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Jess, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Brian. So let's let's kick start with this. You are on a mission to get people living in a supreme state. Is that Boom. is that Love right? It. Yes. <laughs> what's a supreme state look like? So basically I call myself a wellness coach which is like that classic nutrition integrated with mentality and just all around every aspect of life equaling up to your wellness in the center. Um, but my kick on it is I love helping people live in a supreme state. And by a supreme state, I really mean living in a space of pure, limited, limitless possibility and completely letting go of your fears and 
letting go of everything that could be holding you back. And through that, I integrate health, fitness, healing, energy, clearing, changing your paradigms, changing your perceptions. And that's really the coaching I do with all my clients. So it's, it's the whole package, right? Physical, <laughs> mental. Um, I like, I like the, uh, the name, by the way, I, yeah. I, at first when I heard Supreme State, I, I had to take a moment to, to really take it in. But when, when I really thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Supreme it's State. Badass. Of yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is a new one for you, right? Like I know, uh, you're doing the, the self-love project, which we'll talk about in a moment, but, um, oh. the Supreme State, that's, uh, that's not, if I'm correct, a, a new venture, right? Definitely. Where did that come from? Like, where did that um, moment in which, because it's one thing to uh, to want to start something. I think a lot of people are in that place where they want to start something and they're trying to figure it out. But it's an entirely different thing to, in the midst of a journey, you already got something going, decide, you know, I want to change directions. Where did that inspiration come to say, you know, this is what it's going to be now? Yeah, totally. Well, like you were saying, my journey started in health and fitness and in gyms and wellness. And I really enjoyed working with women specifically. And a lot of my coaching sessions actually ended up talking about body image and, and not appreciating themselves and wanting to change who they are now and really work on external things. But it really kind of swapped over like, no, we need to change your mentality on everything in love yourself from who you are now, which dove into self-love. And I really began coaching self-love more than actual nutri nutrition and health and fitness. So I brought on any clients that were looking to lose weight or looking to lose uh, just baggage and, and, and sad emotions and stuff like that. But then I would get them to kind of like yell emotions. And instead of like being like, follow your meal plan really strictly, I'd be like, okay, no, instead today we're going to go for a walk and we're just going to sing and we're going to dance and we're going to energize ourselves and like feel super, super good and feel supreme and happy. And, and then usually I, I coach my girls in a group setting and most, most of the group calls end up expressing like how our state is. So we're like, okay, I'm feeling this way today. I'm feeling that way or I'm feeling in blah, 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 blah. And it just turned out that everything I was coaching added up to the state that they were living in and how they were perceiving life. So I really felt, man, like just coaching, living in supreme state all the time was exactly what I felt everything my coaching added up to. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, it's actually very, uh, I'm not surprised at all. It's the, the same sort of, uh, experience that I had the way that I've come to to think about it was you know people were, were coming to us as personal trainers for the goals that they they said they were they were working towards the things that they said they wanted they wanted the nice body they wanted to lose fat but I think somewhere along the line both of us realized that there was a deeper desire there there was something oh, yeah. that was deeper than that desire than to lose weight there was why was that person asking for this right and then once you start to uncover that you start to realize that there's that at the at the root it's the the desire for fulfillment it's the desire to love their body right and i think where people have have it backwards is this they want a body that they love so what they go out and set out to do is 
let me go build a body that I'll look in the mirror and love. But from my experience, that's the, that's the backwards approach because cultivating love for your body happens. You know, I want to say very, very separately from what your body actually looks like. And I know that from experience because I still, to this day, sometimes look in the mirror and don't love my body. Totally. You know, and some people will look at me and think that doesn't make any sense because obviously I have a decent physique. But like I said, I'm, I'm a living example that loving your body is does not necessarily entail having that that body image that we seek for or Mm -hmm. we strive for it's it's something that has to be cultivated internally totally right it's definitely a belief you have to just root into in order to keep it that way and i find like it's it's only when we start doing things in love and for devotion towards ourselves that any change has any chance to actually stay present in our lives because when we do things against ourselves when we do things to change and do it to avoid whatever we're trying to not be then that's when we start doing things in a neglecting sort of way and we start to harm ourselves and we start to bring down our energy and we start to have more of what we're trying to avoid Mm -hmm. yeah that's another uh big big realization i've come to it it can't be about doing what you do because you're trying to get away from something It has to be, be, I always say that, I ask the question, are you looking forward and getting excited for what's ahead? Or are you looking back and trying to get away from what you're, what you're running from? And that's how you lose so much motivation too, because let's say you're trying to run away from this. And the further you run away from it, once you get here, you're like, okay, I'm far. And then that's why you fall way back down. Because you're like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm at this space. Instead of looking up, being like, okay, I'm here now. That's where I wanted to go. Let's look up again and see how much higher we can get. Mm-hmm. And it's the constant pursuit for growth that will be lasting motivation. Mm-hmm. Right? Opposed to setting your eyes on... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's, there's um, benefit be in, to, to be had in a, a specific goal, right? Defining a goal and working towards it, and then you get to that one and you, you strive for something more. But if the, the focus becomes that destination opposed to just being in, a, being in that constant pursuit of growth, always wanting to be better, mm-hmm. then what happens once you reach that goal? <laughs> Right. So I think it's a um, a complete shift in mentality the moment that you 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 start pushing just always it's 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 a never ending journey. You decide it's a never ending journey and that you to some regard. See, here's the other thing that plays into this. I want to talk about is how do you think this this idea of never being satisfied fits into this? I love to look at life as constantly being comfortably uncomfortable. So like you, you have to live in a state where you're continuously happy with the present moment and extremely grateful for everything you have, because when you look at, and not necessarily compare yourself to others around you, but when you look at your past or you look at people who are less fortunate or just things that could have gone way worse, like look how much you actually have and be extremely grateful for it. 
but at the same time really aim to be better always there's always better and there's always worse so like it's it's hell or heaven right so just aim for heaven all the time mm -hmm. more and more and more and more mm -hmm. yeah you know it's a it's an interesting sort of balance that uh that i think we need to seek to find and you uh i'm glad that you brought up gratitude because as we both know that's everything <laughs> um yeah just putting out there i think it, it always comes back to um gratitude and self-love but yeah the uh the balance that i was um that i i kind of see that we have to to work towards being in but here's where i think uh it gets tricky trying to grasp this with your mind can can be a uh a difficult thing um if not impossible thing trying to be in a place striving to be in a place where you're fully accepting of what you got fully gr entirely grateful right you're in that place again full acceptance complete acceptance radical acceptance but at the same time pushing to to rise pushing to be more pushing to grow what uh how have you come to think of that um getting into that both places at the same time meeting getting at that intersection point well i really like to focus on the gratitude more like i'd like to say to the universe like oh, i would really like this i would i do really want that that would be awesome but setting expectations to receive it is kind of setting yourself for disappointment but the way i like to look at it is like let's say a friend comes over and she gives you chocolate and you're like okay thanks thanks for the chocolate you can uh, can put it down on the table do you think that friend's ever going to want to give you chocolate again? What if your friend comes over and she's like, yo, here's some chocolate. And you're like, holy shit, thank you so much for this chocolate. This is like the most amazing thing ever. She's going to want to give you chocolate again. She just knows it makes, you, it makes you feel so freaking good. And that's how the universe works is the more grateful you are for all the great things you have, the more abundance and all these great things you're going to have like coming to you and again and again and again because the universe is going to be like, yeah, she likes this. Let's launch some more of that shit to her because like, man, that makes her feel good. Mm -hmm. But you need to express it. You need to express your gratitude and, and like sit with it and like cry it out and feel into it and relive it or else, I don't know, not more of it ain't going to come. <laughs> the synchronicity is in full effect. I literally posted a video today speaking to the exact same thing. I say that <laughs> gratitude is the the vibration we shift to to open up to abundance. Those two things go hand in hand. And here's why I think it plays out like that. I believe that if we aren't grateful for what we currently have, all right? And we, we, we can't find that place of feeling, feeling a sense of joy and acceptance and gratitude for, for our current situation and where we're currently at, then how will achieving and acquiring more help us embody that lesson of gratitude? Yeah. If we aren't able to, to do so now, right? And we get more in we we're still receiving, we're still getting everything that we're asking for, then 
that that isn't going to to teach us that lesson <laughs> we'll never be satisfied <laughs> exactly we'll just continue to get more and more and still be in that state where we're not satisfied so mm -hmm. how i've come to understand it you say that the universe isn't going to give you abundance if you aren't grateful for what you currently have and mm -hmm. i believe the exact same thing and the way that, that i kind of frame it in my mind is that um if that's a lesson that that we're here to learn which it is then <laughs> our higher self somewhere you know the, the 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 us that can perceive from a higher perspective that that wants us to ultimately have everything that we want which is the joy that we're all after yeah. is going to look down and say you know you acquiring that abundance prior to learning how to be grateful isn't going to work this is the path that is going to allow you to, you know, in the long run, actually achieve what it is that you want, which is, again, that, that joy that comes with, well, comes internally, is cultivated internally. So that's how I kind of, kind of think of it. And that's why I think when you start to, to tap into that state of gratitude, you open up to abundance. Yeah, I really like that perception, too, because I like how you say we're already chasing this sense of joy and sense of abundance and this sense of gratitude. But by not living it now, we are not stepping into that vibration of the person who has already achieved that. Because there is this higher version of yourself who has already fully achieved this state of abundance, this state of having everything they want and have, have achieved all the goals that really was just your, your higher purpose. But by not already feeling into that vibration, you are keeping yourself from that completely because you aren't stepping into what already exists. Mm -hmm. I like that too. I like the uh, it already exists mindset. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing that I think that, that plays into is that, you know, we, when, we, when we think about all the things that, that we want, right? All the things that we're, we've set out to, to, to manifest, all of those things is rooted in the one true desire, which is joy, right? Ultimately, we can agree that anything that you want is coming from your belief that that thing is going to, to bring you greater joy. If I were to manifest this desire, if I were to achieve this goal, I would be happier. That's, that's really what's at the root of it, right? Mm -hmm. So if we are able to to connect to that knowing and say okay well I'm looking at everything that I want but the thing that I really want is is joy then why don't we start with that why totally. don't we start with actually making that uh, the other thing that I say is bring that into this moment why push that off into the future when you can choose to bring that into this moment? And as you've said, when you do that, all the other things tend to start to fall in place. Exactly. As well. And there's there's goals and then there's states. There are things we want and, and things we want to achieve. And then there's states we want and states we want to achieve. But the cool thing about states is you can have them all right now. Freedom is a state abundance like the, the feeling of being abundant is a state the feeling of joy is a state happiness sadness anger guilt these are all states that we can totally step into without having to achieve the goal itself and def like man supreme state boom you're speaking it right now <laughs> that's what it's all about is stepping into everything 
right now and being that light that you really really push to want to become mm -hmm. and then once again it's and uh i i know you you put it this way as well it's the um evolving from the inside out right cultivate yeah. that internally and because once again that's that's what it is that is is at the root of what it is that we want but oh, then yeah bringing that back to all the things that that we want on a more superficial level which isn't in itself an issue the yeah. issue is attaching those desires to our state and saying i can't feel this until i have that mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the moment you detach your your state of being which is how you feel from what's happening on the surface and you're able to step into that that power to cultivate that state it's it's such a huge thing once we start to really tune into what it means when when we say that you know the the external will reflect the mm -hmm. and i find like anything you seek to create a state is just something that you can find within yourself and this goes without saying, like when you are going to achieve these things that will create joy, that will create confidence, that will create whatever higher state of being you're really chasing is just an external version of validation for you to say like, yes, this is achievable, but no matter what, as if you don't change the belief that you do not have it inside, you will never achieve it. And that's why a lot of the coaching I like to do is like, like, why do, why do you want this? Why, like, what, what is, what is the best possible thing you are getting out of achieving this goal? And if it's anything that has to do with the state, we go directly to listen, you can live this right now. You can be that right now. And you don't need this source of external validation to prove to you that it's that you have it because you'll never reach that. Right. And then, yeah, yeah it's, it's, again it's so so important that it's just realizing that everything that we are really after the, the the root of it is is available in this moment and um coming back to what you said about it already exists now this gets in some to some deeper stuff that i'd love to touch on it's that you know in this this now moment which is all that we really have it's not about, you know, moving forward into something. Now, again, this is, this is all just words and conceptualize it how you will. But I feel like there's, a, there's, there's something powerful that happens when we start framing it as I'm going to, to move forward to this, this reality that I'm, I wish to create. Move forward to this state and shift that reframe that into this is available in the now it exists in the now my my experience of the of the now is defined by what i'm tuned into in that mm. moment does that mm. make sense yeah so you just have to embody whatever is already inside of you yeah so it's it's starting with the the vibration starting with the frequency mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. And also learning through your shadows, learning through your darker sides, learning through your lower vibrational emotions 
and, and listening to them as kind of a red flashing light to, to give you a warning sign that this is time to turn in and realize where your shadows are and, and what is blocking the light. Because what is a shadow? It is the absence of light. It's not only the absence of light, it is the blockage of light. So tuning into your shadows, you really pin out these blockages. And by becoming aware of them, you can now release them and really shine through all the light that's already inside of you by getting layers and layers of this blockage off. I like that you brought it to shadows. So what is your, uh, what is your, your approach in your line of thinking with, um, with regards to observing and uncovering the shadows? And then we can get into um, addressing them. Hmm. Definitely using emotions as, as an indicator to when it's time to look within and learn something or, or really they're a good indicator to be like, this is holding you back. This perception, this thought, this fear, this guilt, this negative kind of turmoil going on inside of you is like time to look inside. And like, you want to know my process? Yeah. So what, um, so let's start with this then. Um, the emotion arises, right? Um, you, where, where do you take it from there? And we can just talk like even even for you, right? You're, you you notice the you notice that disturbance. You observe it. Where do you go from there? Silence, into meditation, into the dark, into the the turmoil, into the negativity, negativity, um, and listen, listen, feel, see hear whatever comes through sometimes it's a color sometimes it's a symbol sometimes it's an emotion sometimes it's nothing sometimes it's just silence that just needs to be passed through and it's about allowing it to do whatever it needs to do <laughs> allowing it to you like not push judgment on it not try and heal it not try and symbolize it or make it anything it's really just allow it to pass up through and and give it love and and talk to it in a loving way and tell it it's okay and the weight kind of just slips off of you and sometimes it's not like that at all sometimes you totally re-experience insane traumatic experiences that you had when you were younger and there's a lot of crying there's a lot of bullshit there's a lot of like holy crap i can't believe this happened to me and i'm only remembering it now but it's really, really cool how much our DNA, how much our, our biological piece of energy actually holds so much of our experience and it creates exactly who we are now just within the first five years of our life. Mm. And yeah, it's very much listening to it, just hearing it out. And, and instead of blocking it away, pushing it away, we're taught so much, like put your emotions away. You're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to be angry. You gotta, you gotta kick up the groove and like work, work, work. We're so in this like, masculine energy kind of life when we should really just sometimes sit and listen and let these emotions embrace their fluidity embrace what they really are and just let them flow mm -hmm. it's the it's the choice not to to fight them anymore mm -hmm. right i think um it's two very very different approaches trying to you know, there's there's nothing wrong in wanting to feel better. See, that, that's that's the um, 
that's the aim. We want to feel better, but it's the way in which we approach that. Are we going to fight how we're feeling so that we feel better? Are we going? Are we going to um, approach those emotions with that? That I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this off. I'm gonna feel better right now. Sort of uh, approach, which hardly ever works. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to? Are we gonna listen? I'm so glad that when I asked that question, your your immediate the first word that came out of your mouth was silence, <laughs> and that that just reflects a, a amazing awareness that if we if we bring into this this um, process of understanding what it is that we're going through, so that we can move through them. Again, I I have to point out that. It, it's still in the in the interest of feeling better mm-hmm. but sometimes um here it is the quote that comes to mind is sometimes the only way out is through oh yeah and being with that experience being with that disturbance um listening to it embracing it even is uh is such a such a effective way of addressing it and I think where we uh where we can really start to to realize that this is the uh this is the effective approach is when we connect to the knowing that we're feeling this for a reason that emotion is is there to serve us it is ultimately there to serve us and show us something that that needs to be seen or learn something that we haven't yet fully embodied and if we can learn to embrace those experiences and those emotions, um, they and love them, it they they become such a valuable valuable tool. Yeah, it's trust too. It's really trusting that the emotions are there for you, and and understanding that they are your guidance to freedom. They are your guidance to letting go and and letting your light shine through. But yeah, sometimes they are scary because they hurt or they're they're they just feel weird or they drag you in what we consider to be down in this lifetime um but yeah totally i love that um the only way out is through i like that or another quote i've heard is um in order to break through you must first break down Mm. (laughs) i like that one as well yeah (laughs) You mentioned, um, you know, the the masculine energy and um, kind of why why we um, why so many of us have such a hard time um, moving through these this process and why the the suppression of our emotions occurs. It's 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 a conditioned kind of response, right? Um, I'm, no, you know what? I, I feel like I feel like we we kind of we kind of hit it. I'm, I'm trying to see if we, we if there's anything else to be said with regards to this um, this process of of feeling and and mm-hmm. being with it and allowing yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. Does anything else come through to you with regards to that, or you feel like we 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 got it all there? Mm, I feel we got it all there, but. One really good chunk of advice is notice your habits on processing emotions as well. Um, because as much as we can say, you can sit with it and allow the emotions to pass, but 
passing could mean so many things for different people, like sharing your aggression or crying extravagantly or screaming or some, some of these, yes, they are good, but in certain scenarios, they aren't. So sometimes you can really disassociate yourself from the emotion. You can really step out of it and be in a third person point of view and become the emotions watcher, the mind's watcher and listen to them from another perspective and don't really own them as a part of you, but own them as a separate energy. And it makes it a lot easier for it to release and it, you, it makes it a lot easier for you to disassociate um, and not necessarily take responsibility and experience any guilt or shame for them too mm -hmm. again yeah it comes back to uh to detachment and disidentification from them right and mm -hmm. then with that i think it becomes uh a lot easier to to observe what they they um they bring forth and what they're trying to to bring your attention to because you're in this place where it's all right let me observe what this is rather than mm -hmm. this is me and when it's when you're in a place where this is me, my emotion is me, um, I am feeling this way, um, it, I think it becomes more difficult to be objective. And that's why, that's why you bring up that, that practice of being silent, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. being able to, to retreat into that state of being the observer of the experience. And the more objective you are to the experience, the, the more clearly you'll see what, uh, what it brings forth. Totally. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of came to mind when you're speaking there is that, again, coming back to identification with that emotion, I've come to see that very often what we're feeling or how, I'll, I'll speak to myself, it, how I'm feeling in the midst of those, those negative emotions is very often not just the... the transient or what should be a, a transient experience come and go flow through experience rather it's this kind of spiral downwards mm. can happen the spiral downwards that occurs when again you try to push it away and oh, what yeah. i think plays into that is you have what you're feeling but then also you have that that added um or again that spiraling spiraling downward that's happening as a result mm. of feeling like there's something wrong with you for feeling the way that you do that extra layer of some subconscious exactly and it just that's always playing it out <laughs> totally yeah and, and guess, that's yeah. we're still humans <laughs> we're not quite up there yet but i definitely feel talking helps i feel like when you speak every cell of your body responds and 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 just shaking yourself out of it, like like really shaking yourself out. Because like when you're in a downward spiral, it's a physical thing. Like it's very physical, it's very emotional, it's very energetic, and it's very hard to get out, especially if you're like, okay, I'm feeling down, I'm gonna listen to my body right now and just chill, you know, just like take it easy. But that can kind of bring you down that loop of like, okay, I'm not doing anything, I'm not being productive enough, I'm not, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. So it just takes like, like totally just shaking it out and dancing and like not taking it seriously and and wiping it out of your mind mm -hmm. what helps me the most and i'm obviously never 100 percent able to do that there are times where i will like sob for 
for a whole day and then like come out of it the next day and be like, damn, I really got low there. <laughs> and we'll surprise ourselves. But shaking it off is probably like the greatest help. <laughs> mm, and that brings in the, uh, uh, the understanding of the, the more energetic component of, mm. of emotions. Um, you know, it's it's not something I I think nearly enough people realize how good it can feel to just let go completely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh it's such a um it, it's just I, I I don't see anybody not many people talking about this, but um, I take it to the extreme. By the way, um, <laughs> I try to find if I have the space to like I go wild and it's it's. <laughs> I feel like it's coming through now. It's like, I want it right now, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, if the tribe's ready for that. <laughs> you guys don't even want to see what, what comes through me. Ask Amanda. She, she, she'll be on the other side of the, uh, the house and just hear me start screaming. Like yes. <laughs> she's probably in the comments here mentioning it. Um, by the way, we do have, you know what? Let me take a little quick peek. I said, I wouldn't do this, but I, I, I have to, um, I gotta give a shout out to the ascenders that are in the, uh, the live stream actually just do you have it open the the comments i will open it yeah take a look at that i we have a few uh a few comments here that i'll get to all right let's see what we got um sean says every cell contains dna and they all absorb what we think do an experience mm -hmm. Ooh, i like Can that I open the actual live hold on <laughs> yeah as Keep expected. Comments. These are oh, that's interesting. Amanda's vouching for the wildness. <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm gonna take a second here and and slow things down. Um, I've kind of been in this this caught in between two two different approaches. There's the this is a podcast. This is a recorded podcast. This is you got to go, 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 keep it moving, keep the conversation going uh, sort of approach. But then there's also the side of me that, that wants to just kind of kick back, slow it down, chill out with the, uh, the yeah. tribe that's in the, the comments. And right now that's kind of what's coming through. So I'm going to slow things down. And, totally. uh, there's been like a complete shift in energy within the last like 45 seconds when we were just talking about shaking it off. There's been a total shift in energy. We shook it, it off. We shook it off. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, you, you like this then more? Totally. Talk to me about <laughs> very, that. Very back. What, very, what, um, you know. <laughs> speak to the uh, the difference between those two uh, to those to those two states. I guess I can relate them to masculine and feminine. Because masculine is sort of structure and, and responsibility and getting things done the way they're supposed to be done. And then that feminine kind of energy is like, just go with the flow and like whatever pops in, let's respond to it. And, and life comes to us because we generate things and we manifest things and, and like life is limitless, so much possibility. And, I'm, and like for some reason it sounded like masculine is more negative, but like we totally need that structure as well. We wouldn't be able to speak without this masculine energy. So I love the blend and then I, but also just, I don't know, sinking into that, that chill, like whatever comes our way, we'll just react to it. It just, 
it feels good. <laughs> and there's more possibility. There's so much more possibility with that because you're just responding to whatever comes your way and you're making yourself available. You're, you're open to receiving is also feminine energy. So you're just like, I'm here. I'm a potato. Come and do whatever you want to <laughs> Mash me, bake me, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> the allowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, see, you're you're right. It's not that the uh, the masculine is is negative or a bad thing, but I think the reason why it comes through that way when you speak to it is because most of us are caught in the imbalance of too much of that masculine energy coming through, and well, too much femininity too. Like like women who I'm not saying women, men as well. Like if you just if you're a hippie and you sit in the woods all day and like get absolutely nothing done and just enjoy everything completely in the present moment, it doesn't really work in our in the dimension we're in right now. <laughs> right. So you can you can definitely go. Um, too much in that direction but i'm willing to bet that that's not the the, the more common of the imbalance that you experience mm, no definitely not so i don't think it is for most people that are sitting in front of a, a facebook group doing a live stream <laughs> and uh you know there's another thing that um i don't know if you've ever heard anyone speak to it like this but you know this is not something i've even dived into too deeply but it's the um this idea that collectively we're we're in the midst of a shift where where we're kind of coming back into that that balance of more and more feminine energy coming through do you feel that oh, yeah. as as a collective well i feel we're balancing out i feel we're like at one point we were totally like this and at one point we were totally like that and now we're just kind of you know and we're all healing too and it's it's when you like exactly your, your entire group is about ascending and we are ascending into the heart center right now and we're healing things we're letting go of stuff and we're stepping into love and we're stepping into oneness and it's a balance it's when we realize that once we are complete masculine and complete feminine is when we become one totally and I really feel that's what we are going into as a species, as a planet, as a universe, as we are really stepping into that balance of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Slowly, but sure. quickly. I don't know. I honestly am not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, I guess that's a, that's a matter of perspective. But mm -hmm. uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to think things are happening pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. If you look at like... Um, just just history like i don't think many many eras saw this sort of sort of shift and and quick changes that that we have been mm -hmm. definitely yeah. internet has a lot to do with it <laughs> definitely see actually i think uh that gets unmentioned that you know there's there's a lot of talk about ascension um where we're in this this chapter of of rapid rapid change a the shift right i think the internet has been kind of the the catalyst for that oh man like think right now just by you and i speaking these topics and these words and these paradigms we are healing people we are changing people's perceptions we are helping people ascend and and we are tapping into like how many people are commenting right now like how many people are viewing like multiple people a lot and then they spread the word and they spread the word like man the internet is totally the catalyst to 
this huge awakening and it's kind of created a oneness too when you think of it we're all integrated into this connection which eventually like we won't need the internet for that but mm -hmm. it's very very cool what it's provided for us i'm very grateful for it <laughs> you know it's interesting that we can when you when we look at it it's it's clear how much closer it's brought us together but it still gets it still has this negative connotation to it mm. It yeah, well, there is definitely the the hell and heaven view on it. Yeah, um, it's very distracting <laughs> from the present moment, and I I love how it brings people together, but oh, the topic is just so both ended that it's I don't know it's unnatural, but at the same time very useful. <laughs> right, it's there's definitely that that shadow side to it. I guess the big message is that it ultimately comes down to to how you choose to use it, mm -hmm. right? Like we can speak to see. I think the the average person is is using it in a way that you know is getting away from from serving them, right? Mm -hmm. Most people that you you speak to are saying that. Are, are willing to admit that you know i'm on social media too much or i mean the moment that they say or they start saying that social media is is taking away from the human connection is reflective of that being their experience with it right mm -hmm. so if someone's gonna say that then it um i feel like we can we can interpret that they the way in which they're fitting into their life is is it's not serving them right? mm -hmm. so but you and I can can come here and say that like social media has like been amazing for me. I oh, like yeah. <laughs> I have used social media to to connect with people, to meet people. Um, it's get, putting back social into social media. That's what that's mm -hmm. what I like to say. And nice. um, I like that. I think it's important that we we get that message out there that if used appropriately if used effectively this can be such a such a powerful valuable tool and the common again the common um argument against it is that it's diminishing the the human connection right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i'm here saying that it has the potential to do the exact opposite mm -hmm. yeah. totally i wouldn't have my job i wouldn't have i wouldn't have all my amazing clients i wouldn't have all my amazing connections i wouldn't have this right now like yeah, definitely. It's creating a lot of amazing things. And I feel just like anything, there's going to be that bad view on too much of it in a bad way kind of thing as well. Getting into communication. I love, I don't know, I love the, I love the thought of, of people becoming easily offended online. And, and, and the thought of how all of our relationships are a complete like addition to like our the way we communicate is the reflection on the the level of our relationships kind of thing so your relationship with your girlfriend it's a reflection on how well you communicate with her your relationship with your friends is a reflection on how well you communicate with them your reflection on your job same goes for your job. It's all a reflection on how well you communicate with someone. And I feel 
the more we learn how to communicate very clearly with each other without becoming offended, like think of it, like war is created because of bad communication and fights are created because of bad communication and, and disagreement and, and things not coming into fruition and, and all these things is just because of malcommunication. Mm -hmm. So once we really learn as a species to communicate without being offended and be very open-minded to hearing other people's ideas, but at the same time standing strong with our own, then that's when we are going to see extreme, extreme growth in our ascension and our, our enlightenment. We're, we're going to be so, so much stronger once we know how to like completely communicate with each other on a higher level without being offended by everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so how does that play into... Um... I'm trying to what, what what comes to mind when you when you say that is that that goes hand in hand with uh self-awareness as well mm. so there's the um it's it's a, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh so you're saying that our relationships are the state of our relationships is a reflection of how we communicate is so, a result of your communication Okay, so everything is a result of your communication, because when you speak, you create. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the better you are at speaking and communicating, then therefore, the better everything around you, the result will be. So yeah, what I'm saying is the result of your relationships, the result of your job, the result of your abundance, the result in your wealth, everything is, is, is a result on how well you communicate. You communicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Okay, so where do you feel like is the the common the common issues with with how we communicate then? What what's getting in the way of effective communication? Um not having open mindedness. But yeah, you were you you were going a good direction there by saying it is a sense of awareness. It's like having the ability to step out of yourself and like look at things from an overhead point of view and, and kind of see what everyone's putting on the table. But also step into second person and try and like view yourself from other people's point of, points of views to really understand what they mean and what they want and, and what they're trying to fulfill. Right. So yeah, that's kind of what popped in my mind. It's that the reason why we we struggle to to communicate um what it is that we were trying to get across is because we don't haven't yet understood what it is that so if we don't we don't understand ourselves even right how are we going to to communicate ourselves effectively and i think that's mm -hmm. what I, I brought up self-awareness i i feel like the the more common the common um the root of the issue is the the self-awareness not mm -hmm being able to let's say in the say in the um the example of um communicating expressing how you're feeling right your emotions right um again i feel like the the root of that issue is many people are unable to to be objective and again awareness goes hand in hand with being objective like you said 
can you step out of your 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 shoes and actually um not necessarily step out of your shoes because now we're going in but mm. can you actually be objective and understand in in your understanding of what it is you're going through then to be able to to communicate that mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. You, yeah go ahead um Kind of branching off again more into how we're in this hard space right now and when you think of our ascension as actually lining up with the chakras right so like before we were in this kind of power state we're in the solar plexus all fighting for power war war, war this that and now we're ascending into the heart center um where we are healing do you first of all do you feel as an as ascension are we going up in chakras or are we we are going down in dimension what do you feel I feel like, you know, that's actually not something that I've uh, I've really considered. I've, I've uh, it's interesting to to hear you bring that up because it's I, I I don't really have an answer for that. I mean, okay. if if I were to think about it and I had to give an answer, a you know either or answer, I would say that what's essentially happening is the the. Um, activation of of upper chakras right um but i'm curious to hear where you where you go with this so it's like you were saying on how when you get in this downward spiral right you're getting closer to fear you're getting closer to doubt and you're getting closer to sadness but we obviously see as an entire humanity we're not doing that we're getting happier we're getting better we're getting cleaner we're healing so we are coming in an upward spiral this way now, if you put that on our human body, on our energetic level, we were once living in a time where we were fully in the root chakra dimension, where we were part of this earth, we were complete presence, we weren't necessarily conscious, we were conscious, but we weren't creative beings yet. We were just procreating and making more of us. And then as we ascend into our sacral chakra is when we start to create and we start to to manifest and we start to have this life energy this this shakti energy that where we start to make more of us and we understand that connecting and coming together is what's procreating as a species and then we ascended into our solar plexus where as a species we were this is not long ago we were all war we were all fighting for power we we're all fighting for confidence we we're all fighting for that external state of of like I've got this you know and it, very emotional like very very emotional our solar plexus is like very much our emotion center as well and and we were very up down all around and not really and going through all these experiences as well that caused so much trauma so so much trauma in the last like hundreds of years we've gone through an overwhelming amount of traumatic experiences now as a planet we are ascending into our heart space chakra where we are spiraling up towards the upper part and when i say this by spiraling up into our chakras i mean we are a universe on a molecular level we are a collection of stars we are a collection of of planets and and stardust and all these things so in order to compare ourselves to anything that is changing like you can compare it to the smaller or bigger level as simply as I could have said that. I don't know if it made sense. <laughs> uh, I think the, uh, the phrase in the spiritual space is as above, so below. 
There you go. Love that. Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah, so we're ascending into this heart space where we are learning to completely heal from our past traumas, completely heal through everything. And we're still being like anyone who's offended is because they have a trauma inside them that's being protected. Anyone who you communicate something and they're not taking it the right way is because they are hurt. They still have that emotion inside them where it's getting reflected and, and it's hurting. You're putting a force against it. And that's why they react in this kind of way. They react in anger. They react in fear. They react in guilt, sadness, because they aren't really healing that part of them yet. But I feel once we actually all heal as a community, as, a, as humanity, as a universe, we will eventually get into that stage of the throat chakra and up. So the throat chakra is going to be when we can fully communicate with each other without hurting anyone's feelings because we will be clear of any traumas. We will be fully in a state of love, fully in a state of comprehension, a state of bliss, a state of forgiveness, a state of oneness, a state of un, like unconditional love. And unconditional love for someone is like, no matter what you say, you cannot hurt me. No matter what I say, I cannot hurt you. And, and that's when communication will, will really take off. And that's when we can share ideas and that's when we can collaborate. And that's where consciousness will really start to join together because we'll all be in an understanding with each other. And then we will go into the third eye chakra, which is knowing, which is being able to create just by mere thinking about it. When you're in a dream state, technically you're in your third eye chakra. So whatever you think you can instantly create with just your thoughts instantly manifest. And then once we head up into this crown chakra state is when we are full, complete oneness. Our consciousness has completely joined as one being. And when you think of it, that's like the center of a black hole is just like pure center of consciousness. And that's where we're heading as a planet is we're heading closer to the center of a black hole. And the more gravity that kind of condenses us, the more conscious we become and the more compressed we become, and the more of the center of a giant hug we become kind of thing, and we're just pushed into one. I never and it's, knew that. It's an interesting theory, and I've like watched multiple TED Talks and a few videos and heard it from my friend who came from Mind Valley, and it's very, very cool. But there's different ways of grasping it and having a cool imagination, like I'm sure you do, you can like put your own hypothesis to it and see how it could kind of work. And I like to believe that whatever you believe is true. So I'd love to believe that the world is just eventually going to be completely healed. And then we're all going to be able to communicate fully without being offended and grow completely with that. All right. Got a lot to say now. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Brian. <laughs> okay. Where do I begin? Okay. First, I've, uh, you know, I've, I feel like I've, I've seen him kind of passing the, uh, this idea that we're, we're ascending in this, um, you know, this progression through the chakras starting from the root up. Um, it's not something, again, it's not something that I've really, I've really dived into, uh, or explored, but, um, what, uh, what I found really interesting was that how you move through them and you can point to our, our evolution through different periods in which we were collectively experiencing, you know, a, a different kind of experience, but also um, the, the traumas and the, the issues we were dealing with 
were also associated with where we were in that that sort of evolution so the the way in which you made it like you directly connected it back to the the sort of history that we've had totally makes sense of it um so yeah again it's it's really interesting to to come like you you sold me i'll say that um I guess... am i a scientist yet <laughs> <laughs> okay so i got two things then one yeah. if what again what kind of stood out to me was that in being in that space of our ascension um that's going to tie into the kind of problems that we're dealing with as well right because that's that's how we 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 move through this ascension process right we we receive our lessons we move through them we embody the the lessons that our our struggles bring us um now i'm curious to hear if you have anything with uh any thoughts around once we move past this heart heart space um evolution ascension um what what is the next you know, phase of, of issues because, you know, it, it, the, 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 I think the thing that we're all, we're all talking about right now is unconditional love, right? Let's, let's move this planet to a place of unconditional love with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, it's very interesting to think about, well, what comes next after that? Because in my mind, it was, you know, once once we're all love and we're all good, like there's there's nothing to there's there's nothing that comes after that. That's that's it, right? But yeah. if the pattern holds true, there's going to be a new set of lessons and um, struggles that we're going to have to work through um, that that associ- that are associated with with that area, right? So that's the one yeah. thing that um, I'm curious to hear if you have any thoughts around that and then the other thing just to clear up so you're saying the earth is getting closer to the center of a black hole well yeah the shape of the universe or galaxy sorry well um like our galaxy specifically is a funnel what is it called what is the actual name of it i know the actual name of our type of galaxy and it's it's a spiral and it's heading towards the center, a black hole is taking in. The black hole is no light can escape it. No gravity can escape it. The black hole is the center of gravity, is that main force. But the cool thing is we are center, we are black holes. We are centers of gravity. But the cool thing as humans is we are actually white holes. So what we do is we protrude, right? When we ask a question, the answer is millions of universes. <laughs> and we are creating and creating and creating by asking empowering questions but the universe like the black hole that center of our galaxy is where the earth is heading in an inward spiral and once it gets to that center that center of gravity that is most compressed most flattened most condensed place we could ever be is when we are just fully compressed as consciousness and the more, the closer we get as a planet, the higher we go up in dimensions because we are kind of going whoop up with it. Kind of, I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it, wait, I, I'm, I'm liking it. It's uh, be playful with it. <laughs> what's that? Be playful with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's uh, the moment we start to get, you know, um, attached to, to knowing or attached to 
being right and we we let that hold us back from playing around with the ideas actually another synchronicity i wrote something on imagination this morning so um i want to i we're gonna dive into that as well um but uh yeah no I, i like that that you're open to to just kind of you know playing around with it and uh it's cool because this wouldn't have come through if you hung on to just speaking the things that you knew uh, mm-hmm. clearly, right? So the For willingness sure. to to kind of explore ideas that that you know aren't fact is mm-hmm. uh, is huge. It's it's the reason. It's the very way that we we push our boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, where where did you hear that? The uh, I guess that point you sound fairly confident in saying the uh, we're moving towards the the center of a black hole. Like I've never mm-hmm. even heard that part of it. That is that like fact. It's a guy from Mind Valley. I'm gonna have to ask my roommate, but okay. his concept is really cool and really interesting to grasp. And then the like the the going up in chakras and then being condensed into this pinpoint of gravity are two separate things that I've heard them from. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual going up in chakras, I've related to the the 12 dimensions. I don't know if you've ever done any research in that on how, like right now you and I can live in the 12th dimension, we can live in the first dimension, we can live in all these different types of dimensions, but they're just states of consciousness. Now a cool thing I want to tap on where you said, um, like, one question that really, like, hit me that I really wanted to answer was, what would the next problem be, kind of thing. But when you think of it, when we were in this root chakra space, problem wasn't existing, right? Mm-hmm. Problem did, wasn't a thing. There wasn't good, there wasn't bad, there was just life and death. As a molecule, as a, as a, as a bacteria, as a, as a creature coming into existence they don't really know good bad life death they don't hold on to things they they kind of just let things go as they come and go and then also our sacral there wasn't any damage done there it was very much um like good bad whatever blah blah blah. we're just in this state of procreating and living and and dying it was very much when we started to come into consciousness and come into a state of awareness like i am in in the solar plexus is where the problems started to accumulate all hypothesis obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> but as what i really feel and then this heart chakra is the healing process is our teaching process to be like okay this is where you let go of everything and you you learn that you are all one you are all love you are there's nothing separating you you are all one conjunction you are just one piece of light and and then therefore we heal from all these past traumas and i don't feel there's necessarily like lessons to learn from it that could be like maybe maybe for sure like through communicating there's always the heaven and hell of everything so like maybe some people are going to use it for bad and some people are going to use it for good but i really feel like the heart chakra is going to clear that as we go through years and years and years and years of healing it'll really like clear the process Mm you know, we're coming back to that conversation, but I have to ask, I don't think you can tell me if I'm wrong, but are you talking about all this stuff in your content? I definitely don't talk about it in my content. And it's, it's more like, like with you, we've gotten into a more creative state of flow. And, and I think it's just, yeah, I guess the fact that I even brought up the, the, the thought, the perception on people being offended online means it's something in my consciousness where like I'm lightly afraid to share things with people because of their view on it 
or because of their perception, but also because I know when I first came into awareness with some of these things, it was like, whoa, you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a shock and, and not like a shock. It's just difficult to grasp and it makes you feel kind of lost. I know every single time I ever went up in a state of consciousness, I felt like I lost myself and I for sure went into a state of depression and, and a state of like, I am no longer exists. And it's just layers of the ego getting killed away. So sometimes I'm not, I'd rather it come into flow into whoever I'm talking with in order for it to be opened up because I'm not going to share things with people if they're not necessarily ready. But at the same time, I believe in just being me and like sharing whatever the hell's on my mind. So mm-hmm. <laughs> got those two halves. Right. Okay. So that's kind of where, um, what I was thinking, is it, uh, is it something that you feel like you want to, to open up in doing and just haven't yet, because okay, I don't think anyone who has who has actually moved into speaking these these um, ideas that many are unfamiliar with can can really even understand how challenging it, it really is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I had to go through it. I'm still going through it, right? Mm-hmm. There there it's a hurdle to to jump being. Oh you know, cultivating that sense of, um, confidence and, and whatnot to just be okay with, with sharing this and knowing that there are going to be people that are going to be skeptical, judgmental, and flat out think you're crazy. (laughs) Is it that you feel yourself moving into this and you just need to, to work through that? Or is it that you, you don't see it, it being relevant yet? Hmm. I think like the most shocking thing to me was I opened up to someone about it and, and it wasn't in a way like, do you think like this could be possible? And you think that I was, it was a knowing it was, it was the law of one that I had come into a realization of before I even discovered the law of one. And it was very like, whoa, like you are me and I am you. And I'm talking to myself right now. And I'm talking to an extension of my consciousness holy shit, I feel alone, but at the same time, I feel very joined to everyone. I don't know which way to go. And and expressing that to someone where they're literally like, are you okay? Are you going a little crazy right now? Like, it's like, oh shit, like, okay, people are going to think I'm nuts by speaking these things, by speaking the law of one, by, by sharing my perceptions. So it's definitely been like a bit of a trauma. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... Actually, I'm glad that you brought this up because it was something that uh, I spoke to you about before that mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see which way, you know, with all that we've we've uh, talked about, I have like seven different things that I'm putting on the back burner here. And it's like, all right, which, which direction? Um, so let's go with... Okay, let's wrap that up and then we'll get into that, uh, that experience that you had with, um, with the, you know, the, the trauma that came with a heightening state of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm really curious. So is that something that you, um, 
you're you're working towards like um because here's here's where i'm coming from i uh i see your content it's great it's powerful you're speaking mm-hmm. to a lot of amazing and important things mm-hmm. um but in hearing you speak to all that you're sharing now it's occurring to me that you have so much more to mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. i'm the type of person that wants to see someone one be them their authentic selves bring their their true selves to the table but two have as great of an impact as they can step into their power and impact lives in the ways that I think they're capable of. And I know, you know, you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm seeing is you're doing some great stuff. I want to see that you're taking all this and doing some even more powerful stuff. Totally. And that's really why I'm starting Supreme state coaching. Um, I'm going to have a retreat out of it. It's six months. Most of my packages are like three months or even like two months of work. And even in the two months, we just brush the surface, right? And we just use the tools, but don't really go into depth of why we're using them. But we do see amazing results. Now, my six month, I want to go in depth with people. And I'm ready to open about it. I'm ready to... Because there was always this fear that I wouldn't like reach the state of flow of expressing it are really being able to get my point across. And it's only been within probably the last year and a bit that I like started even speaking up for myself. I was always so quiet in school. I was always so quiet at home. I was an only child and would just like sit in my room and journal all day and like go sit in nature. And, and like, I don't know, I was very, I was a person of my solitude and felt like ideas didn't really need to be shared. And yeah, I'm really only coming into the awareness now of how much sharing your words and sharing your experiences and sharing your your thoughts really do have a huge impact on people and helping them. And definitely why I'm opening the Supreme State to impact people on a more in-depth level and create, cultivate a space where we can really have room for these open and in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that you uh, you mention it, from what I've seen um, that you've kind of put out so far with regards to this this um, I won't even say change in direction. It doesn't it doesn't feel like a change in direction? It's more mm. of a just kind of expansion. A mm. a it's just growth, right? You're bringing more into what you do. Um, yeah. yeah, it definitely sounds like this is this is kind of the um, the direction that you're moving in, just opening up about more of what there is to to more of what you have to offer and what um, all this, all this that we're sharing here, these, these deeper layer stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool to know that you're, you're stepping into that. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's get into that, um, that story of yours with, um, you know, let me, let me preface with this, you know, higher consciousness and, and ascension, it, uh, it gets painted as this, this, beautiful thing and it is it gets painted as this you know this journey towards joy and it is um but it's not just that folks <laughs> it's far from just that uh you know someone i i don't want to butcher how she was saying it but she uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try to kind of bring it bring it to how she explained it to me and this is very recent and it, it was a little eye-opening she was kind of saying that when you take that 
that next leap into to a, a higher state of consciousness. Like it's here's uh, here's how she was saying it's when you receive an upgrade, right? You 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 jump a level up, but in order for you to continue to to grow through that and continue to to move forward and rise, you still need to experience those those times of challenge, those um, you know those disturbances. Um, that's it's through those experiences that we learn and we grow. Mm -hmm. So what she was getting at was that, you know, sometimes it might feel like you're taking steps backwards because you find yourself again in a in a lower vibratory state. But there is no going backwards. It's only upward. Mm -hmm. But when you get that upgrade and you you reach a new level, now you have to kind of I'm trying to figure out how she said it, but. Essentially, the point was that new level is going to entail kind of being broken down again. New ups and downs. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But no matter, you're, you're, you're still moving upward. You're still rising. But those, those downs are still part of the journey. Yeah, because life goes like this. Right? That's <laughs> exactly down, that's that's exact that. Right? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I guess the, that, that big point that I want to make is that we, we it's important that we, we recognize that ascension and higher consciousness isn't just I'm getting happier, 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 which I thought it was for her time. <laughs> but it, it's far from that. Why don't you, you jump in with your story here? I do believe we are getting happier and happier and happier. And... And I think it's more just our perception on everything. So I feel our ways of dealing with negativity are just getting better. Because especially we're coming into this kind of awareness that negativity doesn't exactly have to mean negativity. Like we're all like failing forward is, is like the key. Like in order to have success, you have to fail in life to learn from your lessons. So I really do feel, yes, we are getting happier and happier and happier. And we also are relieving so much pain and definitely there's different layers of pain that hurt so much more that we need to release. But I, I do believe like we are associating these negative emotions with more positive ones as well. Like, like you saying, like, like digging into my emotions and realizing that like being down really helped me go up. And, and that means in turn, we are being more happy and accepting with these negative or these unhappy emotions and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's the what we're, we're growing is our ability to to understand and address these emotions mm -hmm. it's not that we're not we're not going to experience them it's not that um i guess part of me feels like we'll we'll experience them perhaps less frequently as we we continue to embody others to to learn from them mm -hmm. but um it's recognizing that with with new heights of awareness comes you know more bigger larger lessons and that might also entail these um these these challenging experiences now it's the where we're again we're growing is is understanding these with greater awareness yeah so what about the um what i was trying to dig out of you there is the uh the experience that you're sharing with me, not on uh, not on the stream, but when we were chatting a few weeks ago, with um, 
you, you you had an experience where a with awareness of oneness yeah. um was coming with with some some discomfort yeah fear of losing self fear of of being alone because when you when you think of oneness you are either one separate or you are a whole oneness and there's there's going to be that with everything there's going to be the positive way of looking at something there's going to be the negative way of looking at something and i felt in the moment if i really gave in to that feeling of like okay we are all one being we are all one piece of consciousness we are all <laughs> extensions of our own thoughts having a different experience and speaking to each other and communicating to try and experience more. we're all literally just collecting collecting experience collecting data and and i was like man like i feel really alone right now i feel like i'm in a room just talking to myself constantly um but along with those emotions and along to accepting that I am one with everyone else. I'm one with all humanity. I'm one with the universe was very relieving and led to a state of complete freedom and a state of like, like the universe has my back and we are all here for each other and we are all here for one and we are all experiencing this together as one. And it opened my heart so much too. It opened my heart to just pure state of unconditional love. I and me, you are, I am you, you are me. It was, it was a very blissful moment to sink into, but when I had first realized it, it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> it was very mm. hard to grasp. It, there it is, right? It's hard to grasp. Mm -hmm. And I think if we strive to grasp it, that's when, <laughs> that's when things can get a little bit, yeah. um, because it's not something to, to mentally grasp. Because mm -hmm. you're right, if, if we, we, strive for that it's if we're all one then and it's all me i am alone but then again it's all you <laughs> so it's either all me or it's all you so i don't know it's like it's like the extreme like complexity of it but at the same time it's like so fucking simple <laughs> right and we i think it's important that we simplify it yeah right because if we try to to think it through we try to again understand it um that's when those those um that's when there's going to be in a conflict because you can't you can't grasp it like that mm -hmm. um and it's funny because here you were telling me about this experience and i came to you and said oh i, I i've been through that before <laughs> right <laughs> and i was able to speak to it with with the awareness of this is why it's happening. This is what, this is how to kind of deal with it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, uh, I think what I brought up is it kind of, it made sense how, how to, to approach feeling that way. And I think, I don't remember that clearly, but I just remember whatever, like, as, like whatever you said was comforting. <laughs> right. So like so, I as well have had that experience and I was like, okay. Exactly. So <laughs> I was there able to, to say something comforting and yet a few weeks later, I, um, I caught myself in the midst of the, the practically the exact same thing. Um, so I did want to kind of, uh, to bring it up because, you know, oneness is, is an idea that's becoming 
it's quickly becoming um, embraced, right? Um, you know, the other thing I'll say is, and this kind of comes back to what we're talking about with how things are happening quickly with the internet. Five years ago, you would not find, let's five years ago, you would not find two 20-something years old talking about this shit. No. All right? Yeah. Even if you look towards one uh, one generation older than us, um, like I think about my, my older brother, right? I I didn't see anybody in in that sort of age group with just, just you know, like five to ten years older um, speaking about these things when they were around our age. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we 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 grew up and started to to learn about the things that everyone was already learning about it's that the world is 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 waking up right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again in the last 5 years um this this stuff has taken off and it's unbelievable uh right so where I was going with that is that's going to continue to happen and more and more people are going to to embrace this idea that we are one and with that is going to come a lot of the the challenges um, that that you and I have faced in trying to 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 embody that. But you know, again, the common tendency is to to want to grasp it with the mind. So I think it's important that we um, we make it clear that this this journey of of higher consciousness is going to come with with some of these sort of challenges new challenges right and um i guess the big point that that i wanted to make with regards to this specific um sort of experiences this isn't something that that you can grasp with with the mind and the simply striving to is going to is going to cause for some issues mm. mm-hmm. more we contemplate on it <laughs> so what uh how how have you come to like you mentioned you were able to to move into that that space of an opened heart and and use the word bliss um how were you able to transition into that how were you able to connect to oneness um i know again we're we're gonna speak to it so this is this is trying to to put words to it again but i'm gonna i'm gonna see what comes through here um how do you move through to that how have you been able to connect to that Okay, so our state of awareness, our state of consciousness, the way the brain works, I feel, is one side is meditation, and this would be the right side of the brain. So this is calmness, this is allowing things to happen, and this is this is this full just let things flow. And then we have the other side of the brain, which is concentration, which is like putting action towards something and, and looking at it and creating whatever it is. And then between the two, you have contemplation. So you have this, this like, thing that connects the two halves of the brain together, which would be meditation and contemplation. So you're, uh, sorry, concentration, which come together to contemplate and, and think of and perceive and try and understand. So you have the whatever's coming through and then you have the concentration on whatever you're trying to concentrate on what's coming through. And for me, in order to shut that off, (laughs) in order to chill and get out of that kind of state of consciousness, it's really just sink into your heart space. Um, Our heart has almost the same amount of neurotransmitters as our brain does. 
So technically our heart itself is a brain completely, which has its own thoughts, which has its own awareness, has its own subconscious, has its own consciousness. And the more you sink into it, the more it brings you into the space of reality of submission and understanding without needing to understand, if that makes any sense. And just coming into the heart space to solve any, anything, anything you could be stressing about, anything you need to, you feel you need to solve is very much sinking into the heart space. When you're inside your mother as a baby, in order to check if you're alive, do they check if you have a brain? No, they check if you have a heartbeat. They check your heart is beating, your heart is pounding. So before you even have a brain, before your brain has even like started to do anything, your heart is beating, your heart is what's keeping you alive. And when you really sink into that to solve all your problems, all your answers, when you think of it, your heart is the divine energy of the creation of life, the divine energy of what is supporting you completely. You don't have to think to beat your heart. You don't have to think to keep it going. You don't have to think to breathe. And when you sink into that being, the state that is already doing everything for you completely, that is when you can completely drop out of that state of contemplation and worry and, and try and make sense of anything because it's already made sense of in here. Wow. If that makes sense to you. <laughs> it's starting to, I think. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, actually, you know, even, even that, uh, I I've heard it, I've heard it many, many times before uh -huh. move into your heart space, but I, I gotta say, it's not something that I, um, I've really, really started to, to move into myself, um, even just trying to, to understand what that means. Although, again, that probably gets away from the point, but uh, <laughs> getting to know that space. Uh, that's, that's something that's been fairly new to my practice. Um, so moving into that, sinking into that, is it a, for you, a... It's a feeling, right? It's a being with being with that area, feeling it rather than what's going on in here. Yeah, it's a it's I guess you could say it's a feeling, but it, it isn't like in anything. It's it's just a pure light, I guess, if I could put it into any other word. It's just a pure vibration that's sitting inside you and and that is the essence of what we are, I feel. That is the essence of all answer, all divine possible answers is, is resting right here. Uh -huh. how, do you, how do you guide someone to that space? I, I bring them to a very relaxed state and help them focus on their darkness, on the blankness, not necessarily darkness, the blankness, the silence become the mind's watcher, become the thoughts listener and step out of it. And, and eventually you, when you get very, very relaxed, I guide my clients into a process of having no size. So you yourself, you are not any more the size of a body. You are not the size of a planet. You know, you kind of get that floating feeling where you are just air and your consciousness right now my consciousness is coming through my eyes and I'm very here with you in my face very visually like here and hearing you out and speaking to you but when you go inside you can put your consciousness in your heart you can put your consciousness in your knee you can put your consciousness in your foot you can visit these different parts of your bodies and look out through them 
And that's kind of the guidance process that I'll usually bring someone through is really just like moving your state of consciousness into these different parts of your bodies. And that's also a healing process as well. If you have pains in your body, we can go within those, those pains and really visualize whatever's coming through for us, release it. It's, it's very, very helpful when you can move your, your state of seeing and being throughout your body because there's such an insane world in there. <laughs> wow, you said move into it and see through there. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not often that someone, well, I won't say it's not often, but I, I love it when someone um, phrases it in a way that I've never heard it before. And mm. I guess it doesn't really happen too often. I've never heard it put put in that put in that way. Um, how does this uh, how does this connect back to self love? <laughs> well, it connects to oneness. The more you're loving yourself, the more you're loving everyone else, and the more you love everyone else, the more peace you have, and the more devotion and self love and I guess we can bring it to this dimension right now, this state. The more you guys have devotion, devotion and discipline to sit and and bring yourself through these healing processes and clear your stuff, the less you're going to be offended by other people and the more you're going to love yourself and the more you're going to love other people because right now even you offend yourself by thinking certain thoughts and by bringing yourself down. And the more you sink into, why am I bringing myself down in this kind of way? What can I heal from this? And the more you let go of these kind of traumas and these kind of pains and these kind of guilt thoughts and, and, and traps of dark, low vibration, the more you sink into a space of loving yourself and understanding and accepting and forgiving everything you are and therefore forgiving everything that everyone else is. And that's when you really start to ascend in this state of oneness with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's the stripping away the layers is is going to i mean it's a it's one of the same thing the healing and the self-love mm-hmm. right it's Definitely. by i think we, we kind of mentioned it earlier it's cultivating self-love for those aspects of self that allows them to to be healed all right jess I'm gonna I'm gonna move it into the uh, the last little thing that I've now kind of brought back to the show. Uh, we are gonna go through the ascending round. Are you with me? Cool. I have a call at eight o'clock. Okay, so we're perfect. Just on so, time. Okay, um, sweet. <laughs> yeah. So we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Then I'll give uh, those that might still be with us any space to chime in with any last few comments but uh yeah the sending round it's going to be a couple of just quick fire tidbit advice um practical wisdom questions Mm. first one here is um what is one to three books that has had the greatest positive influence on your life the first like personal development i ever read was miracle morning (laughs) and that was probably like the one um just went in depth of that just like kind of awoken me completely into like even building yourself as a person and becoming better um the monk who sold his ferrari classic really super good one for our ladies out there warrior goddess in training is a really good book i don't remember who the author is but i've read it like twice now (laughs) 
<laughs> good job on me free and the author and reading it twice, but <laughs> really, really powerful tool. Okay, cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on then. The, uh, the next one here is off the top of my head. Oh, the uh, the best investment you have made under a hundred dollars. Camping. <laughs> nice. I going uh, sitting in nature. <laughs> I love that that came out so quickly. Most people struggle with that one. <laughs> love it. Um, next question is this one's a new one. What is one new habit, perspective, or belief that you've adopted in the last five years that has had the, the greatest impact on your life? Mm. Stepping into other people's shoes is a really good one. Like embracing your empathy and, and being able to view people's perceptions from another point of view, I guess. Um, something huge for me lately is not setting expectations. Mm. Really, really just setting an intention, setting something that like you'd be happy to have, but not setting an expectation for the outcome. Because you can always state what you want, but you will never know the best way it is to receive it. And you also never know if it's the best thing for you in the moment either. The universe knows what the best thing is for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't set expectations because they'll lead to you being disappointed and just enjoy the ride. Don't take life too seriously. <laughs> You gave us like five, but I'm, I'm not going to complain. Uh, all right. Cool. Just I got one last question for you. This is my favorite one. Something magical just happened. This live stream just got put in front of every single soul on this planet right now. Everybody's watching. What do you have to say? I love you guys. I, I love you all. I don't think anyone has ever taken the opportunity to just say, I love you to everyone. Everyone came through with like some big piece of wisdom, but I, I liked it. I like that. Yeah. Just, I want to thank you for your time. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. I, uh, I was actually speaking to it when uh, I was mentioning when you, uh, you went for your little break. This conversation went into territory that I did not at all um in the slightest expected to um i i think i mentioned at the beginning the way that i usually approach things is just go with the flow i i have an idea usually where where things are gonna go but i by no means try to uh these days at least in the past i have and that wasn't as fun but these days i um i try not to to direct the conversation in any particular way i see what comes up and whatever feels right that's that's the uh that's the direction i allow it to flow in but um yeah it uh we we touched on stuff and got into to a conversation that i would have not expected us to get into so that was actually really interesting to do and uh, really exciting it was, it was some great stuff that came up um all right before you go of course Here's your time to to throw in any uh, anything you got going on. Uh, where would our listeners go check you out if they want to see more of what you got going on? We have your uh, Facebook group. I'll link that as well. But yeah, what's uh, where can we find you? I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. I'll tag everything if you guys want me to for sure. Um, but yeah, just where all the real is at. <laughs> okay, and we <laughs> do have, the meat is at. <laughs> we have a uh, a podcast audience too. So just uh, say it out loud as well. 
Okay, it's at Yessie's World. <laughs> and I'll type it for you guys if you want. <laughs> how, how do you spell it? Y-E-S-S-I-E-S -S -S -E World. <laughs> it's a nickname my boyfriend gave me because it's super positive. <laughs> yes. <Yessie>. I like it. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, cool. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely throw in those links to the, the Facebook stream. Uh, the show notes to this episode will be found at togetherwithsn.com forward slash awaken 17. So any links to anything, any resources that we talked about in this episode will be included there as well as of course the links to um, Jess's social media accounts. And um, other than that, you got anything for us before we got, we, we take off here? Thank you, Brian. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Thank you Thanks too. for the awesome conversation. <laughs> it was great having you on Jess. Thank you. Man. <laughs> There it is, Ascenders. That is my conversation with Jess Williams. If you stuck around to the end here, I want to thank you. I'm glad that you uh, you stuck with us. I'm going to assume that means that you enjoyed the conversation, perhaps maybe as much as I did. Um, yeah, again, it was uh, it was really uh, it was really great to to have that conversation with Jess and get into some of the the deep dive stuff that we did. Um, you know, I, I think she's she's someone that I'm probably gonna have to have on the uh, the show again. You know, actually that brings to my uh, my attention there. If you guys ever do want to see someone specific on the show, please do reach out to me. You can uh, you can shoot me a message on my Facebook or in the Ascenders. You can find me in the Ascenders group. Um, even if you want, just email me at brian at togetherwithascend.com. I'm always looking for new and interesting and inspiring people to, to interview. So. If you if you do have any uh, anybody in specific specifically that you want to have on, or if you want to have on see someone that I've already had on again, I'm willing to do that. I'm uh, I'm always looking to, to serve you guys in the best way possible. So uh, do do reach out to me and let me know who, if anybody in particular, you want to have on. Um, and I would I would definitely consider the the recommendations that you guys bring forth. But uh, yeah, again, I, uh, I had a great time having this conversation. I, I do always think it's important that we take on this holistic approach to our wellness and consider all that's happening internally. Um, I'm gonna bring it back to, to how Jess says it, and it's the, the approach of evolving from the inside out, right? It all starts within, we got into this at the beginning, your, your reality, the experience that you're having, it's all going to start with what's going on internally. And if you work towards shifting and transforming your internal state, that's where you're going to be able to see transformation occur. So, you know, that's going to be it for this episode of Senders. Last few things before I wrap it up here. If you've been enjoying the show or you want to just show us some support, I would love it and appreciate it if you head on over to iTunes to give us an honest review. You can find the link to do that at togetherwithascent.com forward slash iTunes. Really helps out the show and myself in getting out to more people, reaching a wider audience, and ultimately just serving more people. So please do uh, consider taking a few minutes just to do that for us. I would really appreciate that. Um, and other than that, I mean, I hope to, to see some of you in the Ascenders Facebook community that might not be already there with us. Again, the link to find us there is at togetherwithascend.com forward slash community. I'm not going to throw too much more links at you guys. Um, the last one here is the show notes to the episode, as always, can be found at togetherwithascend.com forward slash awaken 17 for this. This is episode 17, so that's where you'll find that. 
Ascenders, I'll say it over and over. I so deeply appreciate you and your support. I, um, I'm glad to, to know that many of you have been resonating with the content on the podcast. And again, those of you that have been jumping into the live stream, it's been a great time having you there. So I'm going to call it here for this episode, guys. Thank you once again. And until next time, keep ascending.